Dude, yes. hate Sam. He just yeah. gave it a dirty look. <laughs> it's okay as we long as it's on the whole die. time. It's you can just hear the fan in the bag. It's fine. We're chilling, literally. Uh, what was that? Walter's gonna have a meltdown. Yeah. That can't be the fire. That was really violent. I know. Okay. Beep, beep, beep. Um, You're like. What is that? Okay. Um. just does not want us to have a podcast. Not anymore like, at all. Last week everything is deleted. This week we can't find the mic and then we find it and there's an alarm going off in your house. And then Walter has a panic attack so he's sitting on the bed with us while we podcast so if you hear him shaking I apologize. Or <laughs> <laughs> that's him breathing through it working through his little panic attack. He has anxiety. That's okay. Do you want to practice our harmonizing? Or do you want it to just tip? We should do it together. Because okay. it's less work. <laughs> yeah. And it won't sound just right if we do it separately. Okay. Are we going down or are we going up? What feels right? Down. I'll start down then. Okay. You should lead and I'll follow. Okay. What note are you starting on? Uh, should I do two steps below you or two steps above you? Ahem. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> just going to have a bunch of this. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. Let's just do whatever we feel again. Okay. Not make it complicated. <laughs> well, I thought that was really good. We could do like a well, key rap. didn't really leave enough room for me to rap. It was kind of just a, like <laughs> podcast. When I heard there was a podcast that Sabbath made and it pleased the masses, but you don't know us do ya <laughs> what are the words to that song well it goes like this the fourth the fifth the minor fall the major lift oh that's beautiful the babbled king composing hallelujah <laughs> that's all I got from that song but that was the part I like this is not your mom podcast <laughs> So that help me. Oh, the podcast about two sisters exploring their relationship after growing up a decade apart. My landlord is amazing. Oh, she said, notice how screwed up it is, though, because if you've got carbon monoxide poisoning and that thing is beeping sequential beeps, are you really going to be able to count them to know which one it is that's telling you about? Or shouldn't it be a low battery is one beep and poisoning is five beeps or lots of beeps or whatever? <laughs> but have it in the middle of all the other beeps is really quite insane. But this week, we went hiking. We did go hiking this week. We went to... Where? Latour, I think it's, I think it's Latorel Falls. Let me check our Instagram page. Wait, we haven't... We have an Instagram page that yeah. people can go and yeah. follow us. We on? totally have an Instagram oh, page. Oh my word! Did I not tell you that? Really? Not your mom podcast on Instagram. Oh my goodness, that is so cool. Um, yeah, it was Latrell Falls. I don't think I'm pronouncing that right, but we'll go with it. Latrell. We were at Latrell. Well, it was really beautiful, and we came upon this like waterfall that. Is the main fall, but we didn't know what we were doing. We just showed up and we're like, we're literally just dazzled by everything. Focus. Well, so 
while we were on our hike. We dabbled in a little podcasting while we were hiking. So in effect our face though. Okay. We have to hold it in between us. Maybe yeah. you should. It if. seemed like a good idea no. at the time. The FCC won't let me be, let me be me, so let me see. Oh. <laughs> I think that we should it's do not. it more. I think we're, we are going to try it more. It's not a good idea. So we're on a hike right now. You can hear the waterfall in the back. Oh my god. I just got to the waterfall. We need to get better at it. We're going to do it. We're sorry. But well, Sarah's not. I am. I'm not sorry. Oh my goodness. It is like, it's ridiculous. Why are there waterfalls all over in Oregon? That's because you lived in Arizona. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. What? Oh my god. <laughs> we need to take a picture and add this to the Instagram. Oh my god. So... Sarah and I were just thinking about the last time we went on a hike together. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it was when Melissa and I took a trip to San Francisco, right? Yeah. I took a ton of really good pictures. It's really interesting. Where did we go? Oh, God. Where did we go? Oh, we went to the Marin Headlands. The Marin Headlands. No, the Marin 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 Headlands. We keep running into the waterfall. <laughs> Every time we're so, look at them, they're so excited. Ah, the dogs. Ah, ah. Oh my god! I'm so glad we got up so, so early too. I know because there was no one there, it which was. is like nice about like Oregon hikes here is that if you go in the morning, well, they're all beautiful and there's waterfalls at all of them randomly. First of all, second of all, if you go early enough, there's like not a ton of people, which is it really... was like our own little waterfall, like secret garden shit. When I asked you to play in the waterfall with me, you looked at me like I was batshit crazy. <laughs> you were wearing a white shirt. Okay, problem one. No shame. Problem two. Were you embarrassed? It wasn't. Were you embarrassed cold. by me? No. Sarah, no, you can't. Why were you embarrassed wear, of oh my, my white tank top? Stop. I wasn't embarrassed of your white tank top. Well. Everyone knows that it's a thing. Like when you, it's like. What's a thing? Getting wet in white t-shirts. It's not a t-shirt, it's a tank top. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> I was wearing material. a sports bra, which covers more than what your swimsuit covers. I know that. Lies you mom, she has me. a one piece. You haven't seen me in a swimsuit, neither is mom. That was neither also a lie. anyone. That's not showing. true. There's a story about you in the lake. With your... Oh, in my sloshers. <laughs> <laughs> your slosh? What's the story? Tell me the story again. It was before I like... Understood that you had boobs. All of a sudden, senior year, <laughs> I was not an Ooh, A. There it is. I was not an A anymore at all. And I was getting out of the lake. Sierra and I were swimming, and a few girls from our class came and were sitting on the edge of the dock. And she and I were climbing out, and they all described the story the same way, staring at me getting out of the lake in slow motion. My boobs everywhere. Water is spraying everywhere. And like, somehow I'm the slutty and, one. And like, because I was wearing the swimsuit that was for people who are very flat-chested, because I was flat-chested up until that point. They were like, they all started laughing, and they were like, Sarah, and your sloshers! <laughs> So that's the hashtag <laughs> for this episode. And hashtag sloshers. My like my swimsuit had like displaced itself. So Jolene was like, Sarah, your titties hanging out. Sarah, Sarah, your titties showing. Sarah, your titties showing. She said it like four times. And so forever after that, Courtney would call me slosher. Like That's awesome. Like during basketball games and stuff, she'd be like, Sarah, slosher. <laughs> and somehow me playing in the waterfall with my sports bra 
and tank top seemed just as risky. It was also really cold. I thought the waterfall was going to be painful. And I was thinking about the fact that I was wearing tennis shoes and socks, and if they got wet, I was going to have to hike. You were going to have to two swash more. back to the car. Stop. Oh, my God. <laughs> two miles back to the car. It's just a couple miles. Well, this week... <laughs> This week on Not Your Mom Podcast, we're talking about religion. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so this week's podcast is brought to you by... Shrek, the musical. Traditional hymns. Oh, that's combined good. Combined with ogres and... Onions have layers! <laughs> <laughs> All right, religion. So well, maybe we should explain too that we're like we're kind of just evolving, like as the podcast evolves. The first two episodes were the introductions of, like, our backstory to kind of give you context. But after this, we're stories are like still gonna come up the, about us. But in general, we're just gonna like explore being sisters with an age gap and like what that means in all realms. And I think the first realm we're choosing to explore kind of dip our toe into <laughs> religion and how that's been like a bigger part it's a kind of a controversial in- issue in general it's definitely been a big part of us yeah us yeah i mean this year has been a really big year in your journey and i feel like i went through a similar journey at your age of finding what religion means to me if it's something that i believe in if it's something that I was just raised or how I truly feel about it and not just how I was raised, if that makes sense. So at your age is when I started asking questions. The biggest thing is discovering that there's a separation. There's a very big difference between God and religion. They Mm -hmm. aren't the same thing. They're two separate entities. And so I think the biggest realization like I've come into was how not believing in religion doesn't mean that you don't believe in God. And you're not, you know, up a creek without a canoe to say either thing. Like, mm-hmm. it is an option to think either thing. It's tough. It's hard. And it's something, especially when you're raised in a conservative family, it's hard to question. You're not really taught or encouraged to question. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. And so it is written. Mm-hmm. Right? So... It's really hard, and it feels so wrong to ask why, and it feels so wrong to explore it that way, and it feels like a sin to question your belief, right? And there's a lot of fear that goes with it, you know? I was raised by both my mom and my dad Mm -hmm. in a very go-to-church-every-Saturday, Vespers-on-Fridays, Pathfinder-trip-taking to California and abound you know (laughs) so that was really it was really hard when I when I left home for those of you that don't know Pathfinders is like boy scouts or girl scouts but for Adventists yeah the Jesus version the Jesus version which I have a lot of amazing memories from Pathfinders and I have a lot of amazing memories from the church and I have made a lot of friends from the church But I also have a lot of really awful memories from the church. And I actually, what you're talking about, the separation between God and religion, I went through that in high school, maybe even middle school. Our church had a huge falling out, like the adults did. And it was 
very emotional and horrible and (laughs) my close 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 group of friends we were all in church together we were raised in the church together and we were all in pathfinders together and there was a division between the conservatives and the liberals so it was something Mm -hmm. as simple as so my dad would take us out on the river on Saturdays Mm -hmm. and we would go and just play and We'd meet up with my dad's best friend. You'd be waiting above the knee. Well, there were people who frowned upon that and thought that it was, we were working and we're supposed to be resting. And it's, Mm. I mean, I'm sure it was work for my dad and and the boils to like (laughs) deal with all of us kids out on the river and make Mm. sure that we're safe. But we were out just having fun, enjoying each other's company and my dad always talked about how amazing it was that God created the river and that we could do this. And, you know, mm-hmm. so he always made it a spiritual day, which is probably not the right word choice for Adventists either, spiritual. But And it was, it was something as simple as that. And I don't even know all the details, but I just remember seeing these grown people that I had grown up with coming into church and just crying just crying, just weeping because it was causing so many issues. It was insane. So we had a lot of visiting pastors come and try to work with the adults and that never went well. And usually they had a wife and she would come and sit down with the kids and talk to us about what was happening and how we felt about it. That's crazy. It was super crazy. And I just remember sitting there with Savannah and Preston outside the church and the original church was it was a super old church and they actually my mom well mom and my dad built physically built the church that I grew up going into so it's really cool yeah I didn't know that yeah yeah so they were doing that yeah when I was little I don't remember it because I was super tiny but yeah they physically built that house with the boils and everybody so there's a courtyard so there's a sanctuary and it connected to a bunch of the Sabbath school rooms and then there was a downstairs and that's where like the older kids went (laughs) and in the middle of all that there was kind of a courtyard it wasn't really fancy but it was a bunch of tables I just remember sitting there across from Savannah and Preston with the lady and her asking us how we felt about all of it we had this pastor I'm not even sure where he was from, but he was, he like did a bunch of missions mm-hmm. and he came in and his whole tactic to, to kind of convert people was to scare them. Like his sermons were all about, it felt very witchcrafty. Mm-hmm. He would to like prove that there is a God. He would move a glass. He would pray that this glass would move across the table and then the, the glass would move. And he's like, this is how I had to communicate because this is how they understood. And I just remember being really scared. That was the first time that religion actually scared me. And I remember talking to my dad and it was really scary. It was really, really scary. And I just remember thinking, if this is religion and I'm watching it tear friendships apart, I don't want to be a part of it at all. So the resolution for the church was to let the liberals have the church on Friday night, which was kind of a vespery. We would go play in the gym, we would sing songs that were not from the hymnal, and we would have a different style 
of service, more relaxed and more contemporary. And then on Saturdays was the full Sabbath school at 9, church at 11, potluck at 12. So it completely divided and tore the church apart. There were people that still didn't talk to each other. I don't know if they're even now talking to each other. It pushed a lot of people out of the church. A lot of people out of the church. Yeah, it usually does because... This is what happens, like, <laughs> conservative voices are really strong, and, because mm-hmm. liberals just tend to be more, like, you know, like, hands, hands off, like, if once there's a fight put up, then they're just tired, mm-hmm. they're just tired, and they just kind of, like, let it go, and then, because that is, if, like, all you're gonna do is fight about it, it is the more loving thing to do to just let it go, like, because not having a religion doesn't make you a bad person, it's about you and your belief system, whatever mm-hmm. that is. And if you're tight with Jesus on your own, some people people don't need like to have a militant, rule-structured mm-hmm. religion type. I think that, um, especially with very, very tra- like more conservative Adventists that hold on to very traditional ideals, lose sight of like church and what that is like. Essentially, like, church is... I, it, like, hit me it's really hard. just four hard. walls and a roof. It's just four walls and a roof. But it really is. That's all it is. Yeah. It's just a building. It's yep. just a place. It's meant for people to come together under the same belief system and, like, connect over this, like, commonality. But just connect. Mm-hmm. And they use that to tear other people down and tear people apart. When the basis of the entire, of, like, Christianity anyway, is about Jesus and Jesus being love. If that's what love looks like, I don't want that ever. I think especially hard for people who grow up in the church to come to grips with because is it just a huge part of your life in general? It kind of, there's an identity that comes along with it, for sure. You know, you grow up, growing up in the church, you just grow up thinking a certain way with certain Mm -hmm. ideals. Beliefs. It's your belief system. Like, it changes, even if you don't, like, agree with it, it just changes the way you, like, specific morals you have or specific, like, persona that's centered around you. The way people think of you is kind of tied to that and certain traditions you have with, like, haystacks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What's a haystack, Sarah? (laughs) It is not a freaking taco salad. (laughs) It's not taco salad. They are very different. It is different. It's completely different. It's completely different. It is. The Fritos change are a game changer. So, like, what is it, though? What is a haystack? A traditional haystack is bottom layer Fritos, next layer beans. Some people like to get a little saucy and put some (laughs) veggie meat in the the beans. Then you got to put the cheese. And this is where people get seriously messed up. And they put cheese on top of the lettuce. You have to put it on top of the beans so it gets melty. A lot of people do nacho cheese. I find it extremely repulsive and unacceptable. You have to do shredded cheese on the layer of beans. And then you basically do kind of salad toppings like lettuce, tomatoes, guac. Sometimes onions. Sometimes olives. Ooh. Salsa, and then hot sauce is pretty much a must. And this is a very traditional... This is Adventist food. Yeah. Like, that's just what very. it is. Big Franks. Big Franks. Those were my jam. <laughs> Mom used to buy Franks. me, like, pallets <laughs> of Big Franks. I would drink the juice. Oh, my God. Did you know that? That's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. 
<laughs> Easter grow see, small mount too. You see, we need to find a Jesus store here. I wonder if they have one. <laughs> probably do. They gotta have a Jesus store. I want some big pranks. It's really a mecca here. But... It's not, but that's okay. Do you remember the plastic bowls, the plastic Tupper bowls TT had? She still has them. I know she does because mm -hmm. she's TT. Like the flat ones or the well, big round ones? They're round because they're bowls, but like they. They have kind of layers, like, I don't know, they they went with the set with the cups that were pastel. Anyway, all I can think about while, like, when you talk about haystacks is eating haystacks out of those bowls after church and Angela's Oh. Love that. Gosh, I miss potlucks. I don't. Sometimes. <laughs> it's weird a lot. So the church in Forest Falls had that huge bar. Yeah. That came, what was that bar really? That wasn't... A potluck bar originally. It used originally. to be a bar, I think. And really? That used to be a bar, and they turned it into a church. Oh, that's amazing. Isn't that hilarious? <gasps> it is, because we're in the sanctuary where the pastor would have a sermon. It was a stage. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's brilliant. I loved the kitchen there. Yeah. Because when you were working in the kitchen, you could look out the window and see all the trees. Way off topic. Just what I was saying was that there's a very big you know, like, identity that comes along with growing up, especially in the Adventist church. I think it exists in other religions, too, where mm -hmm. to be like, I'm not proud of my church anymore, and I don't want to be identified with it, is more than just the pain that comes along with just even simply that statement. Statement. It's like denouncing your, like, childhood. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a really interesting spot to be in. And then it's hard to, like, talk to anyone about... Because people are very, like, North and South Pole on it. Yeah. And it's, like, physically hurts yeah. mom. I know. It's very upsetting to her. And it's really hard very. to, like, talk to her about it. Because it's a hard pill for her to swallow. Because it's very, very important to her. It's very important to her. And I think that a level of parents that super conservative or extremely faith-filled, feel like failures, you know? And it's so unfair. It's so unfair for them to feel that way when we make the decision that this isn't something we believe in. I think mm -hmm. it feels kind of, like, backhanded, like we're insulting them and saying, you're an idiot for believing this, yeah. which has never been my intention. Were you there when I told mom that the book was written by man mm -mm. she got really upset with me when I told her and she's like how can you say that it's the bible it's oh, like, I think I was there that sounds familiar it's like mom it's it's a book she's like how can you believe that it's just a book and I was like it's a book written by man inspired by God but it's still written by man mm. that was the beginning of the end of religion with me and mom <laughs> I just kind of came to this place where I realized that like being like an Adventist and being in religion was more of a burden than it was, you know, like not satisfying, but like fulfilling. And like just over and over all the things you hear and read and learn in church about is how it's like this love-based thing and how it's supposed to bring you this peace and I realized I wasn't feeling this peace. and. Also that what a lot of what, you know, 
God, the idea of God is based around is like omnipotence and omnipresence and all loving and he's he is love that's like all of his makeup is just love mm-hmm. how then am i supposed to understand him first of all how am i supposed to understand any of this because i have a human brain and mm-hmm. he's an existential being how am i ever gonna under why are we sitting in church arguing why are we going on the internet and arguing about any of this when none of us are going to understand because it takes more than a human like mental and iq capacity to understand Second of all, then explain, like, the comeback for people, like, religious people with, you know, like, if God is all loving and he really cares, then why are some people dying in the streets or dying of cancer and I'm just chilling and fine? Like, their comeback to that is God is just and so that's, it just is what it is. Like, he knows he's with them in other ways and because that happens and something else good could come out of that like there's good that comes out of all these things so this person can die because some good might come out of it which mm-hmm. like okay but that like doesn't make sense it still doesn't make sense it doesn't matter how you deliver that like mentality it doesn't make sense and the idea that there are like women in india being like sex trafficked and raped and like children dying in the streets and perfectly fine people literally dying in the streets of hunger right now like And you and I are just laying in a bed with, like, a nice bed with a ton of, like, nice pillows and an air-conditioned place. Like, just recording ourselves talk for fun. Mm -hmm. Right. There's nothing about that 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 makes sense. You can't. Maybe it's because it doesn't make sense to us because we just have a human brain. (laughs) 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 It's possible, but I feel like not. And if there is more to the story, then there should be more explained somewhere it's hard when you see like the thing that's kind of the basis of who you are as a person like hurting a lot of people in ways that you don't agree with yeah so why do people do it why do people believe still do you think it's fear motivated i think a lot of religion is very fear based for a very long time for myself personally i was just afraid of not going to heaven I didn't want to not believe in religion because I didn't want to not go. And I was afraid of not being saved. And I thought that the way that they spin it, the moment that you aren't religious, then you're a bad person. Mm-hmm. And you're condemned and you can't be a good person. Mm-hmm. And I had this realization a few months ago, like, <laughs> what if you can be a good person and not religious at the same time. Whoa. Wow. Wow. Now you're getting a little crazy. I know. You need to calm down. Wait, so atheists can be good people? Blaspheme. (laughs) Can they? I think that they can. I think it has nothing like we are all made of love. We are loving beings and some people choose not to love. They choose to... So atheists choose not to love? Whether you're atheist or Adventist, you still choose whether you love or not. True that. Some people make that choice. I think that being religious can make you choose to be not loving more than being an atheist. I agree. Because you choose not to love a specific group of people just (laughs) because they are the way they are. It brings out the ugly more more times than not. Not saying it always does and that's not an absolute. I like, that's what makes it difficult about growing up in it is that you hear all of 
you hear all the sides of everything. And so I understand somewhat. Do you hear all the sides? You hear Growing them. up in it? Do you hear all the sides? You don't. Uh, but once you get I out. I happen to recall a certain incident that happened at a certain school when they were refusing to share a side. Creepy, you see, plug. You don't hear all sides of it. But like it is heavily one sided, which is why at this point in I think in everyone's life you make the decision to choose if you're aware. That's what I mean about like make the choice. Coming out of it. Yeah. Because now I know both sides. And it's hard because I do understand their mentality because I grew up in it and why they Why it's easy to believe. Yeah. It's easy to just accept that mentality of like being gay is wrong. They don't deserve love because there's something wrong with them. Because God hates gays. It's a sin. Mm. They have a choice, and it's a sin. And they deserve to burn in hell. I can't believe that. I don't believe that. I think there comes a point that, like, even if that is, I'd rather burn in hell. But that leads to a whole different level. That saying you choose, that it's a choice, leads to a whole different discussion. Whole different discussion, whole different podcast. (laughs) Do you think we choose what we believe? I do not. Can you explain it? It's just me. No. I'm not even there right now. Waited for something. I like the discussion around whether we choose what we believe or not. Mm-hmm. I never even had heard thought of that mentality until a couple weeks ago. What do you think it is? Do you think we choose what we believe? My instant like gut reaction is yes, mm-hmm. but from experience of growing up and wanting to believe so badly in anything, like in God... In the idea of God, the way he is presented in Adventism, wanting to believe that so bad and just coming to a place where I'm at now where I just can't. I just don't. That tells me that we don't choose what we believe. I think eventually we're, like, we're emotional beings and eventually something inside us just tells us when something's wrong. I don't know. It was really hard when you came to live with me because you had lived this very sheltered, conservative life with mom and then going to boarding school in a Seventh-day Adventist boarding school. And I think, and it may have been all me, but I felt like mom was really worried about you coming to live with me because I had already had this journey around, is God real? And come to my own conclusion. And so I think she was really nervous about you coming to live with me and seeing that side of things. And I just remember being overly aware of it with everything even when you put in your availability something as simple and you said that you couldn't work on Friday night and Saturday day and you went to church a couple times in Phoenix and I just watching you from the outside it made me so sad it made me sad because I didn't feel like you knew why you were doing it you were doing it because it's a comfortable space and you're doing it because that's how you were raised and I think there was a part of you that felt very comfortable in that space because these are the people that you were with and around 100% of the time. It was tough. On the days when I've written off religion and Adventism the most, there's I can't explain the reason I don't believe it with, like, you know, God, mm-hmm. why do bad things happen, whatever. At the same time, there is 
no other feeling of content or peace that I ever get from like sitting in a sanctuary. There's just mm. something about it that fills me with peace. All depending on the circumstances, sometimes uneasiness, but it's pretty polar opposites. Either I sit there and I'm furious, or I feel complete peace. That's and really interesting. I am the complete opposite. Sitting inside of a sanctuary gives me anxiety and freaks me out, quite frankly. Like, I feel like I'm sitting in a horror movie. Oh. It really, I don't like That's it. <laughs> yeah. No, it makes me really, 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 really uncomfortable. It depends on the environment for me. If it's Vespers and everyone's singing... And it's, like, a mood that's different for me. But when it's, like, like you're saying with, like, like in church or whatever. Even more than that, like, praying. Prayer for some reason. Yeah. It's a form of meditation. Sometimes it's the only way I can have peace. And I don't know why or what that is. Like, I think it's just the comfort of feeling like there is someone looking out for me. Like... Well, it's terrifying to think that, right? Like, we're raised to believe that there is... This guiding light that's <laughs> looking out to help guide us in making decisions. But then, the, do you make your own decisions in that case? Or are you making someone else's de- decisions? Mm-hmm. You know? So, but you're raised to think that somebody's got your back. Worst case scenario, you end up in heaven, right? But you are. And so, there's always this comfort of, I'm not alone, you know? But it's scary when you realize that you are. And it's kind of liberating. Now I make decisions for me, right? Versus the sky wizard. <laughs> no. Still don't know how that works. It's hard because I am obviously all for people who come together for positive reasons, you know, for love and for kindness and taking care of each other. But when that turns into something that's ugly, I have a hard time standing by it and supporting it. I don't think that the color of your skin should make you a sinner. I don't think your sexual orientation should make you a sinner. I don't believe having a different faith than somebody else should make you a sinner. But then again, I don't necessarily believe in sinners. What is a sinner? (laughs) What is a sinner? What is a sin? I got asked that question. I've never been asked that question in my life. Raised conservative Adventist all through high school. Never was asked what is sin. And the best thing I could come up with was all things bad. You gave a great definition. You gave the textbook answer from the Bible. Any, no, I know anything that's not of righteousness. Like Yeah, anything, that's what you said. Anything without righteousness. Sort of right. But is it though? Because then what is like... What is righteousness? Where all of this is coming from. Like when you look at all of it objectively and not from the emotional standpoint of like right. believing in whatever. Then but it's that's how, it's how so they get you. That's how they like, get you. What the fuck are we doing? Where, who, who am I? <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I know. And what it's, if I just love people? <laughs> I know. And it's just, it's so hard. Like, how do you... How do you look at someone and tell them that their belief is wrong when you're not even sure? You can't prove any of it. It's all emotion-based. Yep. All emotion and faith. And fear. And fear. Mostly. I just want to love people, which is what I mostly do best. I stepped away from the church and started asking questions when I was 19, 20. That's when I was off on my own and kind of exploring the spirituality of the universe, which is... You and I are empaths. 
mm-hmm. and feel things very deeply and emotionally, and not everyone is like that. For mom, who thinks of things very logically, like, religion makes sense. But to us, where we're sensitive to energies and we're sensitive to people, and it's hard to just lay down by someone else's rules and, like... Especially when it feels wrong. That was part of it for me, because mom... Mom is quite possibly the smartest woman I know. It scares me how intelligent she is. But seriously. Like, yeah. She is... (laughs) For all of that, what does she see that I don't see? And I'd like to... I guess I'd like to have that conversation with mom. It's been... But I think, like, when you have that level of intensity of, like, knowledge, I think it's easier to just say, like, these are the rules because it's this way. She is a rule follower. It's, yeah. She is a rule follower. And, like, it's great. They just lay out the rules for you. They do. just take them. There's ten very specific rules. Very specific rules. And then, like, for each of those, more than a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> within each. So. Yeah. Just always gotten super emotional. We've never had an adult conversation around this. Yeah. Not with me anyway, because I was. Well, it, when I, I was like going through. Your relationship as much either. For you That's true. Be. True. Whereas, she and I. A Jesus lot of is your thing. Who I am was like. Friday night, Saturday day. And no. I, I went for so long without mom. She was sick for a long time, and then when she started going back, we had a new pastor, and he, like, said horrible things to her, and, um, kind of just pushed her away, said she was, like, a terrible person and stuff, and mm-hmm. it's the only time I've ever seen mom, like, cry that hard, yeah. and she just stopped going for several years, so, but even when she wasn't going, I still went with TT every week, so. Why'd you still go with TT? Um... Obligation or comfort? It's kind of a comfortable space. I didn't really do much during the week because I was homeschooled, mm-hmm. living with mom. I was home all the time. I didn't have a ton of friends. It was the only time I really got to see people. Newsflash, you don't really have a lot of friends. Like, that wasn't exactly a newsflash. Pretty because sure I already know AJ that I and suck. Morgan. Like, so, Sierra doesn't even like you. Sierra hates she me. She told me. She hates me. In the car. Me. She's using you to get to me. I think that's all any of my friends are doing. <laughs> Let's be real. No. Everyone loves you. I used to sing. I'd call her work. And I would sing hymnals to her on her message, message machine at work. And she... <laughs> She, she didn't get mad at me, but she got mad at me because I filled her inbox with <laughs> songs. That's awesome. It would time out, and I would call right back. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I would just sing to her. That's so cool. <laughs> Why don't you do that for me? Well, because you answer when I call. When I was last home, I was sitting in her lap, and she asked me if, if I were afraid to tell her that I didn't believe in Jesus or that I wasn't a Christian anymore because I was afraid that she wouldn't love me anymore. That had been tough. Uh, Ellie didn't know how to, like, respond. Yeah. What do you... What do you even say? Like, if I say, like... I mean, I can't... Like, yes. Yes. I do feel like that. Did you tell her that? I was just really quiet. For, like, a while, and then I was, like, something along the lines of, like, yes and no. What'd she say? 
if I remember correctly, something along the lines of nothing I ever do being able to make her love me any less, blah, blah, blah. Do you believe her? I think, like, she just wouldn't love me the same because, because it is, like, deeply webbed into a -hmm. huge part of me and her and her view of me. Yeah. Our music this week was provided by Dave uh, G-U-L-I-C-K Gulick? Gulick? (laughs) With Fremont. You can find him on Spotify or SoundCloud under Dave G-U-L-I-C-K or on Spotify under Fremont. Links to all of the rest of his amazing work are in the description.